from the basement of Rubies on Summit, this is the Pros from Dover. A soccer podcast starring a couple of Nord expats proving once and for all that even though you've got cheap microphones and a pretty decent laptop, along with too much free time at a Coda Pass or two, podcasting may still not be for everyone. Hashtag your tweets with hashtag finest kind to join the conversation and bring back the bullpen car. Bananarama, Alabama, Hannah, Montana, Bandana Bandits, Extravaganza within Indiana. When Eric Vanna and Vanna had Fanny Packs in Savannah and had a fabulous napping pajamas at the veranda. Banana, doo doo, bananas. I'm loving them. Yeah. I'm sure Kapoor and Stefani both back me. Best flavor of runts and Laffy Taffy. Don't at me. All my fan from Santa Ana all the way to Atlanta. We're gonna quote Ralph Wiggum and go, go, banana. Banana Nana, put out your hands like patty cake yeah. And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your Nana Good evening everybody, uh, it is episode, I don't remember, of the pros from Dover I think it's like 25, which just seems ridiculous No, I think it's like 18 Yeah, well, wow, I don't think it's that many Um, all the, uh, all the, uh, uh, the lost episodes Oh, no, 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 I know because I'm thinking of 24 because the last episode we recorded on January 24th. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, my name is Matt. That's Jim. Hey, how you doing, Matt? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, um, I've been doing better after that crew win. I'll, I'll oh, tell you that man. Much. What a win, too. Oh, dude. Seriously. Um, I want to kind of dive into that, and then uh, we've got a lot of other things to discuss on we the do. show this yeah, evening. Yeah, we've got, like, um, uh, apparently we have another match this weekend. Which, yeah, we do. That's just so weird. Well, it's, you know, it's Heineken Rivalry Week, so we're playing San Jose, uh, yes. uh, which makes me very happy. So, um, so did, uh, am I like Rip Van Winkle, and did I fall asleep, and, and once I woke up, we're in now in the Western Conference? <laughs> It's weird because, like, and I would have to go back and look at or, or just go and look. Um, I mean, a lot of the opening um, uh, opening days were, were interconference games. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and so I would have to look to see how many of them exactly there were, but, but there were a lot of them. Um, and then, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how many there are this weekend as well. So, I, I, I you know, I, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. As it goes in, but let's let's talk about a uh, chilly Saturday afternoon in February, um, where we beat we beat uh, Vancouver by a score of four to nothing. Yes. What the frick, man? Well, okay, I've got a couple of things to say about that. Okay. 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 Well, do you want to break down the goals first and and talk about that a little bit, and then we can and then we can go into like thoughts overall thoughts of the match. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so okay. I mean, the first one, super early, which made me very happy. Eighth minute, Miguel Barry. Um, there were some discussions about uh, online about it being an own goal. Uh, it's a rip. It's deflected by a Vancouver player, but it wasn't um, redirected into the goal. Right. Yeah. And and th- this is something having having watched the sport for uh, 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 one or two years. Yeah. It's it's kind of a like le- like different leagues rule this differently and like basically like the one of the things I learned early on is the Italian league is like like if the goalkeeper gets a fingertip to it yeah. as it's going into the goal it's an own goal yeah which is I think that my opinion is if if the goal would have probably been a goal regardless of the opponent quote unquote interfering with it yeah it's not an own goal yeah if the opponent's interference of that goal 
led it to change direction to the point where it changed the likelihood of it being a goal yeah. than it is an own goal. So my, my thought on it, uh, kind of kind of where you're going there, is is that if the opponent, in my opinion, it's if the, the opponent caused it to be a goal. Because yeah. the whole thing is, is you can you can have a, a you can play the, the what-if game so much in, in this whole thing, and it's like, I don't know if the keeper was going to stop that. I, I have absolutely no idea, right. but what but what it was is it was a shot on target no matter what. Yes. It was a shot on target that was deflected that ended up becoming a goal. Yeah. Um, but the deflection did not make it become a goal. Then, as far as I'm concerned, Barry scored the goal. Exactly. Exactly. Period. That's, that's where my head's yeah. at as well. And, so. and you know, I would, I would describe that at least of the four goals that, that the crew scored. A, a, Somewhat of a garbage goal. Mm-hmm. I don't care. No, I don't. I, I don't, care. I don't no. care at you all. Put the, you, he put the shot on frame. Yeah, and then you see what happens. That's the whole thing. Is is that you want? I mean, it, this is the this is the the crew have seven shots on goal, shots on target. Right. Um, out of twenty two total shots, Vancouver had zero out of seven. Yeah. It's it's Vancouver did not really threaten ever in this game. So what you're saying is we won the game. We did, we did <laughs> by a lot. Um, it is it is mind boggling. I would not have put money on us being technically in second place in the league right now, uh, and in second place in the league only trailing. Austin. Yeah, and I got some things to say about oh, that. We'll one. talk about that in the second segment. The, <laughs> yeah. the Austin Cincinnati game is just yeah. Oh my God, I have a whole I have a whole thing I want to talk to about talk to you about that. But uh, Derek Etienne. Uh, I, so yeah, I'm not really sure. So you know, last year I was I was less than positive about our our good buddy Derek Etienne. Yes. Um. He seems to. He he no longer seems to be consistently uh, the player where attacks go to die. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's again, it's one game, so we, we have a very small N in terms of our sample. Yeah. But that was a beautiful goal. It was. It was an absolute beautiful. It's a ripper. Um, I'll take that every day of the week. I, I'm I'm. Uh, it, and the thing is, is that to me that that goal in the 25th minute was was a was a tempo setter for the rest of the game. Uh, Barry's goal was a great just launch pad for, yes. for everything else that, that ended up happening in this game. But but Etienne was like, okay, this is now this is now a this is Columbus's game to win and Vancouver's game to or excuse, yeah, Vancouver's game to lose. Yeah. And, um, and, yeah, and and to sort of say it in in the way that I would say it, um is that the first goal said to me, Oh, I think we're probably gonna win this game. And the second goal said Oh, I really think we might win this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was going to take Vancouver making a lot of um, adjustments at at halftime, um, no matter what, to 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 even come back and make a statement in the second half. And then they come back and they make a quote unquote statement in the <laughs> second half by getting a guy <laughs> sent off. Yeah, by fouling Yaboa <laughs> uh, in um, in the what was it fifty third minute. Um, yeah. Already on a yellow, it, it was a. It was. I agree with the announcers when when they were talking about it. The first yellow was a soft yellow, but it's still a yellow. And then at that point, you you are impeding 
what could potentially be a goal scoring opportunity. It's you can't you have to call that. Well, okay, you know, as a player, and I'm I'm just saying this as as someone who has played the sport. And, yeah. I don't care whether you you're the yellow you got called for in the first half is a soft yellow. It's still a yellow. Yes. And so you don't you don't do that shit. No. You just don't do it. No, it's it's <laughs> it's very dumb. <laughs> um, but, I, but I'm happy he did it. Uh, Not Nowitzki, complaining. Yeah, Nowitzki gets sent off in the 53rd minute, um, and at that point. I mean, we don't see a whole lot of, of brilliance from the crew for a little bit. There's there's some there's some good opportunities. Yeah. Um, and and here's the thing is is I'll take a game like this, even though it didn't end for nothing. Just the amount of offense we saw in this game, I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we go in. Uh, Diaz gets this. Uh, Ticky tack, like um, I know it was ridiculous. I, I, you know, but the thing is, is that I want a team that can clean up stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's in the fact that we saw kind of the ability to to do that. Um, you know, a slow roller, it ends up getting getting passed out to to Diaz, and Diaz just just smacks it in. Hell yes, because we we lacked that last year. We lacked that kind of cleaning up, um, you know, if, if there is a slow trickler in front of the opponent's goalkeeper, last year, in my opinion, the goalkeeper would have gotten that. And, and, and here's the other, and we'll talk about this in a second, but, like, I don't know if we're playing a team other than Vancouver if that if, if right. that opportunity is presented to us. But when that opportunity is presented to you, score the fucking goal. Yeah. Right, and then the fourth goal, yeah, is Zellerian linking up with Zardes. Yes, so which is what we want. Yeah, exactly, you know I mean? exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that this was <coughs> as good of a Columbus Crew game as I've seen, uh, probably since the the twenty twenty final. Yeah. So, so my buddy Dave, who I see every game with, yeah. After the game, he texted me and he said, "I can't remember the last time I enjoyed watching." a Columbus Crew game as much as that. Um, To put it in a more mundane way, and I'm probably wrong about the numbers, but I don't really care, I would argue that we got as many goals from our wingers in this game as we got last season. I mean, I I know. But yeah, it, I, it, I know it, you're it, being I know you're being hyperbolic right now. Um, but but it but, kind but, of feels that way. Yeah, we certainly okay. So I got I got a couple of things to say. Yes, of course. Okay, um, and not about Vancouver, but about the crew. Yeah. First off, as listeners will know, my big anxiety about this season was: can we deliver? Um, from the wide areas. And apparently we can. I mean, Etienne stepped up. Um, Yaboa is, seems like he might be the real deal. Yeah. Um, I think, I think he's kind of let some pressure off of Etienne as well. uh, Yeah, I think you're right. Like, and, and do you know which crew player made the, uh, made the MLS, uh, best 11 of the, of the, of the week? I didn't, I, I I know I saw it, but I can't remember now. So please, please. Pedro Santos. Santos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and then the other thing I have to say about the crew's performance in this game is that um, I have like 
if, if I am a broken record, my broken record is that we need our tour healthy or, or an adequate substitute to make Donath, Darlington Nagby really excel. Yeah. And the crew player of the game was our tour. Yeah. He didn't score a goal. No. But he was he was as crucial to that victory as any other person on the team. Well, I would also I would also argue I, I think the defensive line um, it's I love a game where I don't have to talk about Eli Room. Yeah, who was not bad. No, but, no, he but was, whatever. He was, he was you no, know, he he played a he played a good game. But yeah. here's the deal: he didn't actually have to face a shot. Yeah, that that meant anything. I love a game like that. Yeah, because that is that is when you don't have that, the very worst thing that's going to happen is it's a zero zero draw. Yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah. I I don't want to say there's two types of players on the pitch, but in a certain way, there's two types of players on the pitch, mm-hmm. and. Um, one of those types of players is they they have played a great game when you notice them. Yeah. The other type of player is they played a great game if you don't notice them. Yeah. Um, I will also say one thing as a as a uh, like an addendum to the um, to the Artur thing is that Aiden Morris, who we also did not see last yeah. season. Um, did not disappoint. No. So, I'm 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 as positive as I have been about this team for a while. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to point out uh, Thomas Hassel, uh, the goalkeeper for Vancouver. Yeah. Um, I and I don't know because I'm just honestly not they're they're a Western Conference team and I'm not super familiar with with everybody they have in their <laughs> roster. But he's been signed with them since 2019. Okay. Um, and he's had 17 appearances. Um, if this is their number one guy this year, I think Vancouver and 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 the, he might not be. He might they might have somebody else and and this is an injury yeah, situation. Could be, yeah. Somebody got you know tweaked a leg during. During um, uh, preseason, whatever. But if that is their number one guy, Vancouver may need to make some thoughts on that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, do we want to talk about Vancouver now, or do we want to save that for a later? Let's talk about Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to press pause for a second. Yes. Okay. Well, a couple of things about Vancouver. One of which has well it does actually have something to do about football but um here's a weird thing i had no idea until today that um there is a there is an mls slash vancouver slash through connection columbus crew connection with buffy the vampire slayer yes i remember you texted me about this yes Yes, so so arsenal legend Bob McNabb, yes, who played on the 1971 Arsenal doubles double winning team, meaning mm-hmm. they won the league in the FA Cup. Yes, is the father of Mercedes McNabb, uh huh, who played, um, she played a, a Harmony Kendall on Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. and um, and Angel. Yeah, and Mercedes McNabb was born in Vancouver because Bob McNabb ended his career. With um, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I just I don't know. 
as uh, I'm a big Buffy fan, and I just thought that was just kind of a really cute thing. That is funny. Yeah. Um, I I did look at the the Vancouver Whitecaps current roster. Um, Thomas Hassel is is the, the is the number one keeper. Okay. Um, the secondary keeper is Isaac uh, Boromir, who is 20 years old. And his previous club was the Vancouver Whitecaps Development Squad. Um, he has started zero games with the Vancouver Whitecaps. How does that work? Started one game with uh, Pacific FC on loan in 2021. Um, okay. The Vancouver is not putting a lot apparently into goalkeeping this year. Um, like, like it's I just, mean, they just if- don't have anybody that's super established. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe Thomas Hassel in, in his. Uh, um, you know, games last year with Vancouver played well, but he didn't play the full season. Right. And so I'm I'm genuinely like I'm genuinely curious about how that how that's gonna gonna shake out. Evan Newton played for them last year, um, and I'm looking at that. Uh, well, Evan Newton didn't have any. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, Maxime, uh, Maxime uh, Kripau um, sure. got uh, signed by LAFC in the offseason, it looks like. Uh, right. He was their starting keeper from uh, 2019 through um, basically, oh, so through 2022. So he got signed with them basically at the end of the, uh, uh, I would guess, January transfer window. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so there might be a little bit of a... A goaltending um, scare in in Vancouver. Yeah, and um, so this is this leads me to, I think the oh, I mean, I'm not too worried about this yeah. again, but it leads me to the big question of the week, not just for the crew but for for some other teams. Yeah, and we'll get to that. But um, are we that good, or are they that bad, or mm-hmm. is it a combination of both? This is a this is a question and and uh, it comes up so often in the early season. Yeah, of course and, and, it does. Yeah, and, and we can't answer that question right now. Yeah. there's no way to. Right, because um, look, I'm like like we I'm just well. I'm just asking questions here. Yeah, yeah, we played well. Um, yeah, we, we had a good game, but at the same time, it's like. I mean, I play well against my next door neighbor's seven year old. Yeah, is, Vancou- is Vancouver awful this year? <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, I have seen Vancouver live so few times that I have no. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to remember. I remember the last time I legitimately remember watching the Vancouver Whitecaps play live. It was in 2013. I want to say, or maybe 12. Yeah. And there was a thunderstorm that night, and the only reason I remember that that we even played them was because the U.S. Deaf National Team had a game at Cruise Stadium before our game, and one of my very good friends from Fort Wayne's uh, husband was the coach of the team, and she did not tell me she was coming and just showed up at the tailgate and said hi. And that's I. That was yeah. that was the. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like it wasn't. It had nothing to do with Vancouver. Yeah, it's it just everything a thing. to do with like like just the weird situation around the game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a running gag with 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 Dave and I that, um, I mean, this might change. I don't know, but 
I, I honestly feel like, because of the CONCACAF Champions League, that I have seen Saprissa play live more than I've seen Vancouver. It's, it's it, and probably it's, true. It's probably yeah. true, because yeah. I know that I've seen Saprissa play at least three or four times, mm-hmm. and I'm not even going to comment on that. Yeah. Other than, um, I yeah, don't know that... my lip. I don't know that I have seen Vancouver play more than twice. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's. I We have. Because, I mean, for years it was home away, home away when it came to the Western Conference. I just don't remember any of the games. There were... I, I can think of more notable Chivas USA games. Oh, gosh. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, it, it, I remember one very specific Chivas USA game. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway. 2008. 2008, yeah, four yeah. to three. No, that was nuts. <laughs> four to three in the rain. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that very well. But uh, yeah, let's take a break because um, I want to come back uh, and let's talk kind of around the league. Yeah, uh, talk yeah, about yeah. opening weekend, um, and we'll go from there. Uh, stick around. We're the pros from Dover. And we're back. It is segment two of the pros from Dover. I'm Matt. I am Jim. Um, so let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit around the league. Um, yeah, let's and, do this. And, and you were you were talking about this uh, during the break. Yeah, and, and I want to. I want to. We'll talk about it on mic here. Well, so. and so, so, um, so our first game was against a Western Conference team, and yes. our second game is going to be against a Western Conference team. Yeah. And so Matt brought up the stat that how many of the games in the first weekend were eight, eight out of the out eight out of the 14 games were were outside of conference games. And um, that is something that that I am somewhat unused to because I have a very short memory because I am uh, I don't know, like a bird or something. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Um but the answer is quite obvious and what is the answer? Well, uh, so you've got, I mean, to, to kind of go go through the rest of what we were talking about there is there were not nearly as many out-of-conference games last year. Um, there were a few, um, but the reason was because that there were um, 27 teams in the league last year. So an, last year an odd number. So one conference had more teams than the other. Yes, one conference had more teams than the other, and it made it so that you had uh, situations where, where teams – Potentially had to play, you know, there there would have been a glut of um, uh, bye weeks, quote unquote, for one conference versus the other if they were only playing their own conference. Um, so to get around that, the league had it where basically I think I think every team had one away and one home out of conference game last year. To get back to a little bit more normalcy this year, because um, they're they're obviously relaxing some of the COVID protocols um, in in allowing teams to travel more. Um, this year, it, you're going to see a, a home and a home for I think every Eastern Conference team, if I remember correctly. Uh, we play everybody once once at home, once away, um, and then you're going to see a few peppered in. We don't play. It's not like the old days where we played everybody, um, everybody away or home, because we used to play one game against every Western Conference team. We used to whether play, it was home or away. Yes, we used to yeah. play a home, and that's and just a, that's untenable now. We used to play a home and a away game with Eastern Conference teams, and then we had a few teams that were considered rivals or were considered 
um, more important games for the league where we would play home away home or away home away. Yeah. Um, this year we we don't have any more than than two games against anybody uh, because we're back to kind of old school scheduling there. Um, but what it does mean is that we're going to have a lot more games against Western Conference teams, um, and everybody is. Which um, I mean, which is I, good. That's, that's great. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. So. <clears throat> As a corollary to that, yes. Did Cincy switch conferences? No, Cincy is still in the East. Who did? Somebody did. Nashville did. Nashville. Nashville is in. So uh, this year, I'll, I'll run through it real quick. Um, in the Eastern Conference, so this is in um, standings order right now: Columbus, DC, Red Bull, Atlanta, Orlando, New England, Toronto, Philly, Chicago. Miami, NYCFC, Montreal, Charlotte, and Cincinnati. And then in the West, Austin, LAFC, Nashville, Galaxy, Portland, Dallas, Minnesota, Salt Lake, Houston, Sounders, San Jose, Sporting, and Colorado, and Vancouver. The interesting thing is that Nashville is actually east of Chicago, uh, like the pizza chain. Uh, but <laughs> yes. um, I think that... It is smart that the league put Nashville in the West versus in the East because of the fact that Chicago has, in my opinion, way more rivalries with Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. Um, and, and Chicago is the one team, and we can talk about this more as the season progresses, the one team that they really need the uh, away attendance boost. Right. And because Chicago... Um, especially last year, has had just just terrible attendance um, and has really not had the support that they've had um, in years past. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. I guess the only – so the, the, so <clears throat> Nashville is too new of a team to really have. Yeah. Um, the only Nashville issue, doesn't care. Well, like, the only issue that I would have with Nashville moving from the east to the west is that – one could conceive of a pretty big rivalry between Nashville and Atlanta. Yeah, you could see that, but also I, I would say um, to, to counter that is that Nashville would probably also have big rivalries with all three of the Texas teams and St. Louis coming into the league next year. Yes, and Atlanta uh, and Charlotte would also be natural rivals. Yes, Atlanta and Charlotte are going to be. Um, Atlanta and Orlando obviously already are. Um the thing is, is that you have, um, we are going to have this problem again next year where we're going to have St. Louis coming into the league. And yeah. they're either, they're going to do one of two things. And in, in my opinion, they're going to keep Nashville in the West, give Nashville another rivalry with St. Louis and the Texas teams, and St. Louis a rivalry with the Texas teams. And um, Kansas City. And Kansas City, of course. Yeah. Um, but, but. It's it's the barbecue derby. <laughs> <laughs> if if only Memphis had a team. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, like, exactly. But there's still going to be that that elusive next team, and that's the whole thing. Is that I think Nashville will get shifted back over to the East when like they Vegas or when they eventually announce Vegas. It, yeah. It's Vegas. Everybody knows it's Vegas. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Don Garber doesn't isn't isn't. Uh, Mincing any words when it comes to that, and I, I, you know, it's it's. We can talk more about this later. I, I understand why um, Don Garber saw money 
with the Las Vegas Raiders. And Don Garber likes money, and he knows that there are a bunch of casino owners that will give him a lot of money for an expansion team. So all I ask is that once Vegas gets a team, you take me to an away game at Vegas on my birthday in the middle of July. How (laughs) comfortable are you flying Spirit Airlines? (laughs) Probably more comfortable than I am being in Vegas in the middle of July. I'm good. I've been I've been in Vegas in the summer. It's miserable, but you know what else? I mean, but don't it's get gonna air conditioning. It's going to be at the goddamn Raiders Stadium. I know. They're going to do another NFL stadium team. It's not going to be. Um, yeah, yeah. In the vision of the league, but it's going to be Don Garber wants to prop up his Ponzi scheme for a little bit more. Why not? Um, yeah, and. It's a foregone. I'm I'm so much so much more cynical than I was, you know, even, when you were a young man, even five years ago. Yes, at this yes. point, like when you, it, it is what it is, man. Yes. Um, so okay. let's go into matches. Well, let's okay, into- so let's talk about let's talk about the Columbus rivalry cup, mm-hmm. which is Cincinnati versus Austin. Because <laughs> well, I want to go through. I want to go through the matches chronologically. Oh, okay. Then we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. But I want to talk about all of them. Um, and some of them are just gonna be. Some of them are just gonna be like just touching on it because I don't really necessarily give a shit about Philly, Minnesota. But Philly, Minnesota was the first match of the weekend. Yes, um, one one draw. Um, they had a. There was a goal in the twenty third. A goal in the thirty fifth. Philadelphia was supposed to, according to all the Philadelphia people. Be MLS Cup champions last year. It didn't really tweak a whole lot to the team, uh, to my knowledge. Um, and they come out, come away at home with a one-one draw to Minnesota. Yeah, not a great match. I mm-hmm. saw some highlights. Um, all I remember is I saw some highlights. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so let's go. Uh, the second one, uh, <laughs> LAFC uh, Colorado. Uh, this is a funny one. Um, three nothing to the Los Angeles football craft. Um, yeah. Carlos Vela gets a hat trick. Yes, gets a hat trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of which is a penalty. Yeah, the other two are run a play or mm-hmm. or at least uh, maybe maybe from from you know uh, from the spot or you know from stoppage or whatever. Um, but but yeah, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I mean. I didn't watch this game. That's well. Okay, I think it would be onerous to expect us, either of us, to watch all these games. No, I'm not. I'm I didn't not see it all. I saw one. some highlights. Um, I honestly don't remember a whole lot about this game, other mm-hmm. than I mean, Carlos Vela is very, very good. Yeah, and that's basically it. Um, the aforementioned Maxime uh, Kripau uh, starting for uh, LAFC in goal. Yeah, there you yeah. go. So yeah. It's what we call a callback in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, let's see here, uh, stopped one shot on target from Colorado. LAFC at the uh, same time, seven shots on target. Um, LAFC just peppered Colorado. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it was really it was kind is. of ugly. Yeah, that's. I mean, no red cards in the match, but uh, it was a whole thing. Columbus, Vancouver. We've obviously talked about uh, our good friends in Toronto. Uh, drew uh, FC Dallas in Dallas, uh, yeah, one to one. 
Not a lot I really... I, I don't remember much about this. Yeah, it, just, it was fairly nondescript. So let's talk about this. Um, Austin FC. <laughs> Holy goddamn I know. They, okay, this this goes back to my my whole, are we that good or are they that bad? Well... is I mean, okay, we know how bad Cincinnati is. Yeah. I cannot believe that Austin are this good. They're not. I saw highlights of this match... All I will say is the third Austin goal is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, in my opinion, probably the goal of the week. Yeah. Um, I, Alec Ken, uh, Cincinnati's goalkeeper, had an own goal in the ninety-third minute. I know. Yeah. It was. It was. It was bad. Yeah. Um, this is what I'm going to say. I think that we are better than Austin, and Vancouver might almost be as bad as Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I I hope not, but um, I, I've not seen any evidence to the contrary yeah. at this point. Um, <coughs> it just seems kind of ridiculous that Austin could be that good. But again, I don't think Austin is necessarily that good. I think that they are at home. I think that it is opening day on a season that they played like absolute fucking garbage the year before. Yeah. And I think that they knew that they were going to have a rival, not a rival, just a just another team, excuse me, that they could curb stomp and drum up support. Yeah. But again, um the third goal I mean, the first two goals were not bad. The third goal is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I just i i challenge I challenge anyone to find. Well, we'll get to this, but as a team goal, it's it's probably the best team goal of the week. I mean, good good on them. Yeah, good yeah, on yeah, them. yeah. They they learned how to play soccer after the first year. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. It was it was it was a lot of fun. That's what's supposed to happen with expansion teams. Yeah, Cincinnati yeah. still hasn't fucking figured it out. Their fourth year. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. So let's so go let's on. let's not talk about Austin Cincinnati anymore. Oh, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> it's just it's one of those where it's like, yeah, that's um, Austin did what they were supposed to do, which is get better from year one to year two. Cincinnati did not. Yeah, and and they also did what they were supposed to do and win against a really shitty team at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. Next one. Um, uh, San Jose versus the Red Bulls. Red Bull win three to one. Yeah, it was a rout in Cincinnati or in, it's in Cincinnati in San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, which it was a it was me, a rout. It gives me hope for Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I think that we, um, you know. We're we're a team that could go head to head with the New York Red Bulls, and we'll do it twice this year. But mm-hmm. but I think that um, that is that is a good a good sign for Columbus. Yeah, not complaining um, about that. It was it was a rob. Uh, San yeah. Jose. Uh, here's here's the thing. Um, I I actually was present in the stadium when San Jose won the MLS Cup in. 2001, I think, against mm-hmm. the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dwayne DiRosario was was very mm-hmm. good in that game. Every season, I forget San Jose actually has a team. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people do, which is why the Rivalry Week joke continues to persist. Yeah. Because um, we, 
you know, there were years, for people who don't know, there were years that we kept getting scheduled against San Jose during Rivalry Week. And it was uh, because the league didn't fucking give a shit about us. They kind of still don't. But, yeah, you know, whatever. whatevs. Um, yeah. Okay. All right, next one. Let's go. This is just, we're just going around the horn as quick as we can, right? It's fine. Yeah. Uh, next one after that. Uh, no one thought this was going to happen any different than it did. DC United 3, Charlotte nothing. No, no. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte. Charlotte suck. They're a, they're an expansion team. That yeah, they're an expansion team. Let's they're, they're get, not. And 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 they they started on the road. Yeah. Um. So they didn't even really have the benefit of like they're gonna have. Um. I think they're gonna have a very uh, special experience this year. I think that they are going to have massive crowds. It's going to be very much like Atlanta. Um, as far as crowd size and as far as uh, support, and it's because like Charlotte literally has an NFL team in the Hornets, but there's a lot of people in that you know, like we talked about before, that that you know Southern area that that are big soccer fans, and this is a this is a big thing for them. And there's no baseball team. There's no baseball. Team. I mean, there's the Durham Bulls, but <laughs> yeah, and you That's know, a fun movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, but nobody. Yes. Well, and also the Durham Bulls are not in Charlotte. Well, they, I know, I know. It's, it's the wrong that's, side of the state. I, but I, yes, I, I know I that. But, but, yeah. yeah, William Blake. <laughs> anyway. But, dude, like, Charlotte is going to, um, they're going to become the next, you know, they're going to become Don Garber's favorite next. Atlanta is on its way out. Yeah, except Miami that, cra- that crowd. I'm sorry, but that crowd size in Atlanta is just. Oh, it's huge! No, no, yeah, no. It's, it's I'm ridiculous. not. No, I'm not shitting on Atlanta. <laughs> I know it's just good ridiculous. On good on them. <laughs> and Atlanta, they also have a good team. Atlanta is a massive city. Yeah, they it is. should be doing this. This is what. But the the insane thing is, is so we're coming at this uh, with a metro area of about two million people. Yeah, Atlanta's Atlanta, metro area is like five. Five or six, I yeah, want to say. Yeah, it's it's the capital of the it's, South. You want to you you look at this, and then you look at Chicago, which can't draw ten thousand. Yeah, in fucking Chicago, the yeah, third largest playing, city in the the third largest city in the country. But they're playing in Soldier Field. Yeah, but they were playing in Bridgeview, and they couldn't they couldn't sell that stadium out. Well, but Bridgeview is like, isn't Bridgeview in like, I don't know, like Michigan or, I mean, not, or, or it's past Midway. I'm sorry, Iowa or something like that. Yeah, No, it's, it's, it's it's not, um, it ain't that far out of the suburbs, my friend. That's, that's well, okay. Yeah. It it isn't. Um, it's, it's, you know, uh, this is this is a topic for a different. Yeah, show. we'll talk about this. I, I think yeah, the, the, yeah. the we'll, we'll do this shade. during a bye week or something. Yeah, the attendance shade show. Yeah, maybe maybe isn't maybe isn't the best look for us. But um, Miami Chicago nil nil. Yeah, in Miami. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I have no memory of this match. No, I I don't think the <laughs> players do either. Yeah. Um, to be completely honest, uh, Portland New England in Portland two two draw. To start off uh, the Timbers, um, you know, quest to get back to the MLS Cup. Yeah, um, um, it was. New Eng- I mean, they both had quality teams last year. Yeah, kind of where yeah. I thought it was going to go. Yeah, the the big problem I have with this, and I'm not going to get on a soapbox about this, but the big problem I have with this is that I forget um, 
how many teams have have turf fields, and I it just kind of annoys me. What was in Portland? I, th- does Portland have a turf field? It no, looked I like it was. Thought they had grass. Maybe I'm wrong. Um. Uh, well, okay. You riff for a minute, and I'm gonna look this up. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. And hello, hello, my dog. Yeah, whatever. No, no, whatever. no. no, right no. Way to do it. Um, so what I will tell you is that I went to a bar today uh, for work, um, Jimmy V's in Westerville, mm. and uh, the one thing that um, I, I really like about that bar is there is a signed Duncan Outen photo behind the bar in a Dare to Be Massive scarf from years and years and years ago, because that was Duncan Outen's local when he lived in Columbus, so that's pretty cool. Um, is it? Oh, it is field turf. Huh? Yep. Oh, yep. Shit. That's weird because it's an old baseball stadium and it doesn't have a roof. And Portland gets a bunch of rain. And I don't understand why it isn't grass. I, I you know, it just, yeah. I'm like, oh, it just, I mean, I know Seattle plays on a turf field. I just, yeah, I forget that Portland does as well. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, uh, we're going to go to... Orlando Montreal. God, I don't even think I saw this game. Orlando two Montreal nil. I'm sure um, I didn't see this game because I both there were that. two there were two red cards in the game, but they both happened after the goals. Oh, so um, Orlando scores in the 49th and 59th minute. Um, then Montreal gets a, a red card in the 66th minute, and Orlando gets one in the 81st. And who cares? So can can I sidebar with you for just a second? Yeah. Okay. This doesn't necessarily have anything to do with MLS. It's just a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I I've, I've watched a lot of football in the last week or so, mm-hmm. and it just reinforces this like major pet peeve I have. Yeah. In my opinion, if you are a player on a team. Unless you are the captain of that team or the referee comes up and speaks to you specifically, either to warn you or give you a card, if you approach a referee and speak to them, you should be yellow carded. Well, in hockey, it is an immediate unsportsmanlike. It's a it's a two-minute unsportsmanlike unless you are the captain an alternate captain, because obviously the captain's not always on the ice in hockey, right? Yeah. Or or the goalkeeper, yeah. Because the goalkeeper is never the captain, um, and the goalkeeper is the only other. If you're any other player and you uh, really say anything other than "here's the puck" or like like something completely benign in hockey, yeah, it's supposed to be a two minute um, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, it's not always called. But okay. I, I agree. But, but with I'm you, not. So but, this is not a ridiculous thing. No, it's not ridiculous. So but. so like I, okay. That's that's really. And again, we can we can push yeah. this away for like you know a bye week or, or off season yeah. conversation. But it's just something that's been on my mind, and I just am I crazy? And I don't think I am. I don't think you are either. Okay. Um, All right. Let's go. We got a couple more games. Yeah. Atlanta three, SKC one. Atlanta are really good. They are really good. They're playing at home. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean. Galaxy 1, NYCFC 0. Okay, all I got I got two things to say about this. Yeah. 
one NYCFC are apparently the defending champs. Yeah. Um, the best, and it's not an it's not exactly an individual goal, but it's the best goal that is not that is not ostentatiously a, a, a team goal was Chicharito's goal in this match, which. The reason I bring this up is not only was it a fantastic goal, but after the match, when asked about it, Chicharito was very specific in saying, this was a team effort. Yeah. Yes, I scored the goal, but I could not have scored the goal without the team. Good on him. Good on him. Yeah. Um, and, the- and again, if if... Other than, because most of the people who are listening to this podcast are crew fans, and so if they have not seen the game, they should. They should at least see the highlights. Yeah, but 90th minute goal, too. Yeah, but yeah, I would death. say yeah. that that non-crew ga- crew goals this weekend were the third, the third Austin goal and that Chicharito goal because it was beautiful. It, cool. It's the sort of thing that makes you love football. Cool. Okay. Uh, Dynamo Salt Lake nil nil. Yeah. Well. Don't really have a whole lot to talk about there. <laughs> Although Salt Lake's apparently gotten shittier. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, Nashville beats the Sounders one to nothing, which is which I mean, just Nashville, warms the cockles. I mean, it heart. does. It, even the subcockle region. But yeah. but the, the the you know Nashville was. Um, was a good team last year. Yeah. Um, Sounders obviously have been a good team for a long time. Um, and it is... That's really all I got on that. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break. We're we are. Back. We're going to talk a little bit of San Jose and uh, we'll wrap the show up. Yeah. I got I got a couple of other things we'll to talk, talk about. about. Yeah. 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 We'll yeah, yeah. That that's all. Yeah. All right. We're okay, the cool. from Dover. Stick around. And we are back, and we are the pros from Dover, and I am Jim, and this is... My name's Matt. Oh, hi, hi Matt. Hi. Yeah, so this is the third and last segment this week, and uh, this is sort of like the the miscellaneous um, sort of uh, stuff that we didn't fit into an easy slot earlier. Yeah. The first thing I want to talk about, and this is this is nothing to do with MLS, um, I just kind of wanted to mention... Um, the the English League Cup final, the, I'm sorry, the Carabao Cup final yeah. last Sunday between uh, Chelsea FC and Liverpool FC, yep, which has been described, and I would not disagree, as the greatest nil nil draw of all time. <laughs> um, I mean, to the point where I I I went over to my girlfriend's. To do some chores, like she's like renovating one of her rooms, and so I'm like helping her paint and, yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh, but um, do you mind if do you mind if I you know have this match on? Um, and she's like, no, it's fine because she likes sports and and, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. And every ten or fifteen minutes, she kept asking me, so is the match over? And I'm like, no. And she's like, what's the score? And I'm like, it's nothing, nothing. And she's like, why are you interested? And I'm like, you have no fucking idea. Yeah. It, this this is, or was, the best nil-nil draw I've certainly seen. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing match in a number of ways. And, um, I mean, it was just, it was end-to-end for... It, it wasn't it wasn't nil nil because the teams didn't attack. Mm-hmm. It was nil nil because the player of the game for both teams 
were the goalkeepers. Yeah. yeah. Which is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, there were also a large number of, of offsides called, or, or goals called back for offsides, but there didn't really seem to be a lot of dissension no, they, it seemed like they were. <laughs> they yeah, were, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, not that, I mean, I didn't VAR them all, but, like, it, it didn't seem like there was a, there wasn't a, a sticky one. There wasn't one that was, was exactly. concerning. Yeah. You know. Um, and, and then, so it, it, it goes to, it goes to extra time. So it's 120 minutes of end-to-end -end football yeah. with, just attacking play and and all this stuff. Then it goes to penalties. Yeah. And so the great thing about it is that so Chelsea have this policy where if if they end up going to penalties in a cup final, they sub out um, Edward Mendy, their their starting goalkeeper, mm -hmm. for Kipa Arizbelagua, whatever. He's Basque, and so I can't pronounce his name because he is statistically better at saving penalties. Yeah. On the other hand, Mendy played the game of his life. Yeah. So there's this big controversy about, well, you know, you have this tactic where you sub out Mendy for, for Keepa, whatever. Keepa didn't save a penalty. Yeah. On the other hand, the opposing goalkeeper didn't save a penalty either. Yeah. The only difference is because the final penalties were taken by the goalkeepers. Yeah. The Liverpool goalkeeper, who's some, like, like, Literally, like twenty-year-old Irishman named Quivon something or other, yeah, unpronounceable. Mm -hmm. It's pronounced. Call me Kevin. Yes, um, scored his penalty. Uh, scored his penalty like a champ. Yeah. Whereas, Keepa, whatever, um, shot his like I don't know like four miles over the goal. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I wanted to talk about as a follow-up to last week is, as probably almost everyone who's listening to this knows already, um, <clears throat> Roman Abramovich is selling Chelsea FC for a ridiculous amount of money, but yeah. he is also, because of accounting reasons that I, that I would never understand, is forgiving the £1.5 billion loan that he has given Chelsea FC. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know if you could hear my eyes roll, but um, yeah. they, they just they just did a... It was a, it was a full 360. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the meantime, um, basically, the, the Russian FA has, has been ostracized by the international football community to the point where... Um, it looks like they're not going to be allowed to even try to qualify for the for the Qatar World Cup, which I, I, I don't even want to go there. Well, the, the Qatar World Cup is problematic in in and of itself. Um, good, yeah. On, on Russia not being able to qualify because this whole bullshit of Russia being able to play, play under 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 Russian. Russian football friends, or you know, <laughs> yes. whatever. Yes, uh, it hasn't worked in the last how many Olympics? Yeah, I know. It yeah. hasn't worked in no. They 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 actually need a real penalty because none of this it was it was it the Russian Olympic Committee in the in the Beijing Olympics? Yeah, um, it was. <clears throat> it nobody was in Russia gives a shit. No, no, and and, no. and why would they? Yeah, it doesn't matter. 
the the players are still there. Yeah. The players are still there. They're still celebrating the wins. Um and the players are still allowed to quali- or compete. Yeah. Um no. Yeah. And 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 I am pretty sure that 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 Matt and I are like in 100% congruence with the argument that well, you know, you shouldn't be penalizing players for something that their country is doing. And you know, I I would be willing to 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 bet that the vast majority of Russian sportsmen or sportswomen, sports people, although with Russia it's hard to tell. <laughs> that's sorry. That's an old yeah, Cold War joke. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You keep going. Keep anyway, digging yourself, that grave. Yeah. Anyway, um, I would be willing to bet that probably the majority of of Russian athletes are opposed to the invasion of Ukraine. Probably. That is not. The point. They the are point. playing under the flag of their country. In addition to that, because of the censorship of the press in Russia, one could assume that a large percentage, if not a majority, of Russian citizens are unaware of the international community's opposition to the appalling invasion of Ukraine. Yes. And so it's only through actions like this that those sorts of international community actions become real to Russian citizens. Yes. And Russian athletes playing as individual athletes are heretofore not being punished. Yep. So I am, you know, I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but I don't think that this is really a problem. And And I actually... As much as as much as I can, I am very happy that this is happening. Even though I am pretty sure that that the end of this Russian invasion of Ukraine is going to make me very unhappy. Yeah, off yeah. my soapbox now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you want to talk about some some happier news for just a <laughs> second here? Uh, the U.S. Are we, women, I don't want to hear about your birthday anymore, man. Well, the U.S. women's team is coming to Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah which I'm, I'm very happy about that. Uh, there is a, uh, and I'm pulling this up right now because I, I thought you were going to keep talking for a little oh, bit Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you want me to talk about your birthday some more? No, it's fine. Okay. I don't want to talk about my birthday because I don't want to acknowledge it. Um, yeah, so the U.S. is uh, going to be playing Uzbekistan. In Columbus, um, that game is going to be uh, April 9th at uh, 5:30 at uh, Lower.com Field. Nice. Um, it's the first time the women's team has played at Lower.com Field. Yeah. Um, it is a friendly, um, but it makes sense because of the cycle we're in. Like, yeah, um, yeah. It, it is um, 30 minutes before a crew away game, which is going to be an interesting. It's going to be a little bit yeah, of a, it's a yeah. sticky wicket for for some so, people. Who are we playing? Uh, on April 9th, it is. I should have looked this up beforehand. It is Philly, in Philly. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm 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 excited for the women's team to come to town again. Um, oh gosh, yes. It's always a great time. It's always a great match. Um, yeah. The yeah. last time I saw the women's team in Columbus, I think I barely lasted a half because. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was played during an ice storm in February against New Zealand. That's fair. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. 
So, um, so that's the one thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the other thing is um, from the Athletic. Uh, not the not Atlantic, the Atlantic <laughs> which uh, I said wrong earlier. Well, um, it's a it's a problem with this podcast. We keep talking about the Athletic when we uh, we we keep referring the to the Atlantic when we mean the Athletic. Yes. So um, there was a anonymous team executive survey, um, and this was just published. And I want to kind of go through this. So we, so can we be a, more specific? And a major league soccer executive survey. Yes. Okay. Yes. So one executive per club. Yes. Uh, was were asked specific questions, um, and then this is kind of what was there was a lot of here uh, a lot of the answers. One executive declined to answer, which I'm. I'm yeah. <laughs> you can all guess who my, you know, my guess Robin! was. But um, so we'll go through a few of the answers because yeah. there's a lot. This is a massive, massive survey. Um, uh, can we put can we put a link in the notes? We can. Yes. Okay. Yes. That'd be great. Um, uh, we uh, it it is behind a paywall, but uh, yeah. yes, we can. Um, so, which team will win MLS Cup? Uh, tied on five, both NYCFC and Seattle. Three votes for Atlanta. Two votes for LAFC and Orlando, and then one vote uh, each for Sporting Kansas, uh, Revolution, and the Crew. Oh, um, so that was neat. Uh, the Supporters Shield, on the other hand, uh, six votes for Seattle, uh, three votes for both uh, NYCFC and Orlando. Galaxy get two votes, which I thought was interesting because Galaxy got zero votes on winning uh, MLS Cup. Um, Revolution and LAFC also two votes, and then one for Atlanta, Nashville, and Sporting. Um, this is the this is the interesting question that I thought was I thought was kind of fun. Um, which team does the most with least? Oh, uh, Salt Lake gets one vote. Reasonable. Nashville gets three votes. Philly gets seven. Colorado gets ten votes. Okay. So, it's it seems like one of those weird Excel errors when you divide zero by zero when you're talking about Colorado and doing the most with the least. Yeah, because they have zero with which to do. Yep. Zero. Yep. <laughs> um, which team does the least with most? <laughs> so this um, is the this is the Toronto Seattle derby. Well, this is no, it's it's really funny. Um, so a few of these actually got picked to win MLS Cup too. Uh, okay. So Chicago and LAFC with uh, one vote apiece. Well, Chicago, I, I think we've talked about this. Chicago, they don't really have a high, they don't really have a high payroll anymore. No, they don't, and yeah. they don't really have high expectations. And, I mean, unless they're talking about like potential, which yeah. is a whole other thing. Um. So then the other, uh, so this this was actually voted on by everybody. There there were a lot of that didn't the the didn't um, reply wasn't necessarily them. This is everybody in the league. Uh, um, Chicago, L.A. both get one vote. Uh, Atl- wait, which L.A. LAFC. Okay. Um, Atlanta and Toronto both with two votes. Um, Miami with three votes. L.A. Yeah. Galaxy with five votes. Uh, and the Top team doing the least with the most. Number seven in your program, number one in your heart, FC Cincinnati. Okay, I'm a little confused. Because what the fuck did they, what, how do they have the most? 
Well, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I they're gonna do the least. Yeah, but like, how do they have the most anything? I mean, it's okay. It's I guess it's sort of like Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Can you walk five steps without stumbling down and breaking your skull? Yeah. And then Jimmy like runs backwards twenty steps and you know gets a, a severe concussion. I mean, that's the only way that you can context this. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I mean, it's not like since he has. Well, to be fair, um, I mean, they've had internationally recognized players as their manager, mm-hmm. which I don't think Columbus ever has. Yeah, but I don't care. We win. Well, I, 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 I'm yeah, just, I'm yeah. just looking at it from like a global sort of like, because um, no, who was it was Yap Stam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Manchester United and AC Milan legend, not to mention Dutch national team legend Jaap Stam as their manager. Um, yet they've have they ever not won the the wooden spoon? Cincinnati? Yeah. No, they've every yeah 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 three yeah, for yeah, three. yeah yeah okay. Three for I mean, three. I'm, I I don't I don't keep up with the failures of. I mean, but it's a pretty funny failure. So well, yeah, it is. Know. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, so uh, the other one that I wanted to uh, get into, uh, best, midfielder, med, best midfielder in the MLS. Three votes for Zellerand. I would argue that he's maybe not a midfielder, but that's that's a yeah, petty I mean, argument. Yeah, few few of them probably don't know <laughs> specific things about position. Yeah. Um, uh, active player who will best make, make the best coach one day. Um, and actually, I agree with this. Uh, Ten votes, Michael Bradley. Um, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would definitely be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, top head coach in the MLS. Eight votes for Bruce Arena. Well, uh, yeah, stunned. I know. Really, I mean, yeah. It's like that's like saying who's the best coach in the NBA, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah, Greg Popovich. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Yeah, there there were a lot of other uh, questions in here. I'm uh, top CSO in MLS, um, Gareth Legerwe, which I mean, or I'm sorry, Garth Garth Legerwe from Seattle gets 13 votes. Okay. Yeah, of course the guy from Seattle's name is Garth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick Smith in uh, Colorado gets two votes. Uh, Bezbachenko actually gets one uh, in that, so good on him. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other teams with one. Um, and then um, just looking through the rest of this, there's a lot of other kind of weirdness. Um, the uh, sporting executive, the most difficult to work with, Bezbachenko, also gets one vote. So I. D- I would like to know what they mean by that, but I think that's probably parsing this a little bit too. No, fine. it's like, it's yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, are uh, they talking about like he's a real asshole if you want to trade players? Well, no, because there was another question, and I'm I'm into this <laughs> okay. toughest negotiator. Bezbachenko also gets one vote. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? <laughs> so Anthony Precourt, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, no. So that's that's it. It was an interesting. We'll link to it because there's a lot of other stuff yeah, in there. Yeah. But it was also like, you know, it's a giant article, and I don't want to read the whole thing. Well, um, but sure. I do want to go into Heineken Rivalry Week. Oh yeah, with we're San Jose. Keep, we're just going to keep plugging Heineken on this thing because why they, not? Are they the San Jose Revolution or are they the San Jose Fire? The, 
the clash. I know. It's the clash. I know. It's yeah. the clash. Yes. Um. So, what do you think, Jim? Well, I think that given the results from last weekend, we have a very good chance of picking up points on the road. Yeah. Um. I, I, I will be honest, and I have not paid attention to crew Twitter slash crew news, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we started Miguel Berry last weekend, um, and there were reasons for that. Basically, that Zardes was maybe coming off like, I don't know, international play, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see who we start up front mm-hmm. because it's not like any rational crew fan should have a complaint with us starting one or the other or both. Que por dos. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, I, I, this is this is where I'm at. I think I think honestly, we should start both. We should get out there early. We should punch San Jose in the nose, um, leave them reeling the rest of the game, and uh, take this game to nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's my question, and then you're gonna you're gonna give me dirty looks. And okay, go so for if it. We, if we start both of them, yeah, and Zellerion, yeah, then that probably means we cannot start both of the wingers who started last week. Yeah. Or we only start Artur or Nagby. Yeah. So okay, I'm going to I'm going to say before you answer, these are good problems to have. Yes. On the other hand, good problems are still problems. Yeah. I say I say we either either we have five subs. Yeah. We have five subs. Who gives a shit anymore? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's 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 this is the this is the new golden age of Columbus Crew soccer. We have five subs, Jim. Yeah. And and we've got apparently based on what I've seen a team laden with attacking talent. Yeah. So let's so, just go for it. Yeah, no. I I say go out there Get out there quick, score some goals, and park the bus. Yeah, okay. It's an away game. Screw it. What do you think we're going to do? I think that we're probably going to play roughly the same formation with Mm -hmm. roughly the same tactics. But my prediction is that Porter will start Zardes instead of Barry. Okay, okay. That is my prediction. I am not... I'm, I'm going to s- predict. I'm going to predict he starts both of them. Okay. And so, if either one of these things happen, the other one has to buy the drink at Bob's Bar. Okay. Here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing, though. The last time that I said he would not start both of them, he did. Yeah. So- I know. That's why I picked the other thing because yes. I like liquor. All right. We're going to wrap this thing up. Jamie, you got anything else to say before we uh, get out of here? I do actually. Okay. Uh, during my my English football wrap up, I, I neglected. Um, and you reminded me because you're like, let's just do it. Um, Marcelo Bielsa mm-hmm. was was fired as Leeds. And okay, as a Bradford City fan, I I, it, I have to hate Leeds. It's yeah. just it's in the contract. Yeah. On the other hand, Bielsa, it's, a Le- it's a Leeds goal requirement. Yeah. Yeah. But Bielsa is beloved with by the Leeds fan 
like more than possibly by the Leeds fan by the Leeds fans possibly more than any coach they've ever had even coaches that like won them like you know the league titles and all that stuff yeah to the point where a majority of Leeds supporters said that they would rather Bielsa stay and get relegated and watch Bielsa be the coach than than another coach damn I know, um, which I, I, I mean just baffles the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to mention that just because yeah. I, I've, interesting. Yeah, I know I have not encountered that sort of fan support for a manager whose team is like circling the drain. Well, to the point where they set a Premier League record for the most goals conceded in a month last month. Wow! Yeah, they more they, than Derby County. Yeah, they they conceded they conceded um, ten goals in a week and twenty Dang. goals in a month. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, do you want to close this out? Because I'm I'm all out of saliva. All right. Cool. Well, we are the pros of Dover. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back at some point next week. I'm going to be out of town on Thursday, so we're going to have to figure out a different time to record this, or we can just record it at my place or whatever. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Greg will tell you all of the credits in the uh, post roll, but uh, my name is Matt. That's Jim. We're the pros from Dover. The pros from Dover are Matt Goshert and Jim Bach. The show is presented by Grotesquely Swollen Jaw Productions. Follow us on Twitter at prosfromdover96. If you like the show, tell a friend or write a review. If you didn't, well, no one cares about your opinion anyway. Intro and outro music is Banana Cake by Schaefer the Dark Lord and is used with permission. Check him out at Schaefer the Dark Lord. That's S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, thedarklord.com. Questions, comments, or thoughts? Email the show at prosfromdover96 at gmail.com. Banana, nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your nana makes Oh, we've got banana cake, full on banana cake Banana, nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your nana makes Oops, I've got banana cake, full on banana cake Banana, nana, 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 nana